Welcome to another episode of Inside Lyme with Dr. Daniel Cameron. Tonight, Dr. Cameron will be reviewing the case of a 61-year-old woman who was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer and later Lyme disease. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening, Darlene. Can you tell us a, a bit more about this case? Yes, this is a 61-year-old woman who was diagnosed with stage two cancer and with that level of cancer, she underwent quite a few approaches. She had a lumpectomy, chemotherapy, and radiation. Apparently, according to the authors, uh, there weren't really any other problems that, the, that she experienced until one year following her uh, therapy. And that's when she developed leg and back pain that was so severe that narcotics would not even alleviate her pain. So doctors uh, suspected she might have a blood clot or meningeal carcinomatosis. That means that cancer might have spread to her brain or her spine. And they prescribed a blood thinner in case it was a blood clot and high dose steroids in case it was spread of, spread of the breast cancer. They did an MRI and a PET scan and found no evidence of cancer. And then over the next two weeks, she had a band-type pain and a and truncal dysesthesia. That means across patches of her trunk, there was abnormal sensations. And that's an itchy, burning, restrictive-type sensation. So what made the doctors eventually suspect and, and test for Lyme disease? Well, the doctors had observed a foot drop on one foot, which means the, the foot uh, couldn't pull itself up. And there was right-sided facial palsy. And in the absence of evidence that there was a blood clot or there was cancer in the, in the spine or spinal cord, they were looking for another diagnosis. In this case, uh, the fact that she had uh, right side of facial palsy is something that uh, was important. And that led to uh, the diagnosis of Lyme disease and they prescribed 14 days of intravenous antibiotics. Now, have you seen um, and treated patients with cancer and also Lyme disease? I have several patients who have had cancer um, at the same time as Lyme disease and I've treated them rather the same as I would if they didn't have cancer. I've also interestingly found people who didn't know they had breast cancer or didn't know they had a different kind of cancer until they were diagnosed with Lyme. Because when you have Lyme and there's so many symptoms and so many troubles that are happening with Lyme disease, it often leads to other specialists. So I might send them to a neurologist rheumatologist, cardiologist. I often include a gynecologist. And during that evaluation, I've had some people where I've actually discovered that they had cancer. So in addition to what I need to do, I've had them work with a doctor to uh, manage that cancer. So sometimes the diagnosis is made rather early because uh, they're seeking a second opinion and seeking a consultation before they actually feel the cancer. So I imagine that a lot of these uh, Lyme disease patients will suffer also from the same leg and 
back pain that was discussed in this case? There's a variety of pains that, uh, types of pains that someone with Lyme disease has. You know, some of the simpler ones that you hear about are swollen and painful knees, painful hips, which is like a synovitis or bursitis. But there's a lot of other kinds of pain like headaches, neck pain, back pain, radicular pain, which is pain that runs down a, a nerve ending. There's sometimes pain in the stomach. And with so many different uh, types of pain is that I often have to address pain when I take care of a Lyme disease patient. In this case, because the woman had pain, you know, most important thing was to make sure they didn't have cancer, but uh, cancer patients also have pain. And what is the significance of the foot drop and the right-sided facial palsy in this case? The right-sided uh, facial palsy, which uh, is often called uh, Bell's palsy by uh, the average reader, is one of those objective findings that Lyme disease patients have early in their illness. And when you see it, you uh, might find it much easier to diagnose Lyme disease. Now, there's so many causes of a foot drop where the muscles don't allow you to bring the, the toes up. Uh, it's, a, it's a situation where you can't walk very well without having the toes drop and you trip. So there's so many causes of foot drop. I always include a neurologist or orthopedist in the evaluation to find out if there's anything wrong with the nerves. And could the could Lyme disease actually increase the risk of a reoccurrence of cancer? I don't think we really know if it if it causes the recurrence of cancer. It's certainly hard to look for a recurrence of cancer because normally someone with cancer looks for pain, looks for pressure, looks for radicular type pain, uh, stomach problems. And so it's hard to tell what is Lyme disease and what's a recurrence of cancer. So anybody with a cancer needs uh, to have the uh, oncologist involved at the same time they have someone working with Lyme disease. Uh, the reverse happens that if somebody has an oncology problem, a cancer problem, and they have a history of Lyme disease, it uh, would be important for the oncologist to uh, refer to them to a doctor to make sure that they don't, they don't have Lyme disease. And that's particularly important if for some reason all the tests were negative, as in this case, and they still have unexplained pain or unexplained symptoms, they should look a second time at Lyme disease. Would you say the 14 days of antibiotics in this case, was that sufficient for treating Lyme disease? I'm uncomfortable with 14 days of antibiotics. Uh, the literature says one out of three people have recurrent issues or problematic issues. And uh, one in three chance of having problematic issues with two weeks of therapy is too big a problem. How am I gonna look for signs and symptoms of breast cancer if one out of three Lyme patients have continued problems? I also find that if I have longer therapy, um, I have a, a better outcome, but there are doctors who feel comfortable with two weeks a lot of doctors are kind of waiting for a, another NIH-sponsored trial. You know, the NIH-sponsored trials for Lyme disease are really small 
and poorly designed. And so until they have a better trial, I feel more comfortable treating longer than two weeks. Typically, I follow the, the patient clinically and make a decision how long to treat based on, on whether they get better and how quickly they get better. And what are your concerns if a Lyme disease patient requires chemotherapy, radiation, or any kind of medications, including steroids? It's important to, um, to have a, an immune system to help manage Lyme disease. And steroids are known to make the immune system, um, or give the immune system troubles. Sometimes it's more difficult to treat someone if they have taken steroids. And since radiation and anti-estrogen therapy and other therapies used for cancer might change the immune system, might suppress the immune system, I'd always uh, counsel someone who has Lyme disease to look out for a recurrence of Lyme disease uh, in part based on suppressing the immune system. Interesting. So reoccurrence after the treatment? I'm concerned that if someone's treating the cancer, that part of the treatment for the cancer might suppress the immune system, might interfere with the immune system, and therefore the Lyme disease might come back. There will be recurrence of Lyme disease, and uh, at the time you're, being, you're focusing on treatment for your cancer. Now, this patient was treated successfully, right? Yes. Fortunately, this woman... Uh, had a treatable problem rather than a recurrence of cancer, uh, rather than spread to the brain or a blood clot. She had a diagnosis that's uh, important. Uh, she was quite sick and fortunately uh, she got treated and had a good outcome, even though it was only 14 days of therapy. I might have followed her and they, they probably did just to make sure she didn't have a recurrence of Lyme disease especially if you only treat for two weeks. Well, thank you, Dr. Cameron, for talking about this important topic. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time on Inside Lyme.